3: Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 for your Monday, November 14th, 2022. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880 here. As uh, we get ready to break down the first week of the playoffs in Class AAA, uh, how about this, Colin? We have... A family four-pack of tickets, and then another pair of tickets to tomorrow night's West Virginia University uh, versus Moorhead State game. Uh, The four-pack is in Section 204, Row J. So uh, here are said tickets, and we also have the other two, which Colin is now showing. So we've got these six tickets. Uh, If you want to go to the game tomorrow night, you want the four-pack or you want two, Call in right now, 304-263-6540. That's 304-263-6540, 304 263 6540, the final four digits. If you want to go to tomorrow night's WVU game against Moorhead State, that's a 7 p.m. tip-off uh, down at the West Virginia Coliseum, Colin.
4: Looking forward to uh, the Mountaineers trying to improve to – on the year after a big win over Pitt and who doesn't want to go for free to see a team coached by Hall of Famer Bob Huggins stick around afterwards and we all know West Virginia football isn't
3: having the best of seasons so you want to see a team that's starting their year that looks to have a very good year hey
4: WVU football just won for the first time that's right as a member of the Big 12 conference against Oklahoma
3: wow
5: yeah we don't talk about what kind of version of Oklahoma they beat. Yeah. We don't have to worry about that.
6: Or the don't fact that they're that. probably still not going to make a bowl game. Or that they fired about that. their A
4: D today. Yeah, maybe a little bit of worry in that. Yeah, they Eric have fired
6: Shane today. Lyons.
3: This morning news came out around uh what, nine AM, I guess I'd say, right around yeah. nine A. M. that Shane Lyons uh is out as A D at uh West Virginia University, which is pretty huge. You know why? He came in twenty fifteen. He also gave Neil Brown that huge contract extension.
5: Yeah, but that's uh, probably why he's gone, or at least partially. So now they got to figure out what's going on and uh, try to get someone else in there.
6: It's very interesting to me because you would think that the AD firing would come along with the coach firing, but can you really fire Neil Brown after he just got a win? It's uh, it's possibly poor timing here, but, I mean, if you were going to fire him anyway, it doesn't matter when – when you do it, I suppose. Yeah, I
5: guess after he finally put in Garrett Green and let him let him cook. After we'll talk about, about
6: this it. later on in the show. Well, we already kind of have been yeah, talking about Yeah, we're already it here. Now, Why so are you going to just, just stop just it? Wrap it up here, and then we can talk high school. All right, yeah. let's do it then. Colin or Dylan, continue where you were with Garrett Green. Yeah, I was
5: gonna say it's about it's about two years too late for putting Garrett Green in. I mean, it, when they had a whole year of Jarrett Dagey and they didn't want to go to the guy that actually run the ball. And you know, neither guy is that great of a passer, but at least Garrett Green has that running ability, and he's had it this whole time. But they just decided that no, we're gonna stick it out with this uh, anemic passing offense that uh, do you have to hand the ball off to Letty Brown or whoever the running back is, you know, from year to year, and then you know.
3: It's just uh Did Letty Brown graduate last year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now it's a... Uh, what is it? Donaldson, Donaldson. and... Uh, Donaldson. I keep wanting to call uh, him C.J. Henderson. You got oh, that's a Mathis Panthers. Jr. and
5: Johnson.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. All right. If you want the four-pack, the four-pack's still available. The two tickets have been claimed, so the four-pack's still available. Call 304-263-6540. That's 304-263-6540 as the Mountaineers take on the Morehead State what's what are they the morehead state eagles eagles yeah that's right the morehead state Eagles. i shouldn't know they play marshall yeah. every year they have, they, have a have a, they have a rivalry they have a trophy
5: the alma mater the coaches of one of the free. coaches
3: used to go there uh congrats to jason unger the winner of the pair of tickets as he called into 304-263-6540 uh, if you want the family four pack again call in 304-263-6540 first come first serve um yes first come first serve and uh, congratulations to the winners who won it from the trivia question on Friday nights during the lightning delay in Martinsburg. How about we talk Shepard now so we'll just get all college in and then we'll shift to high school.
6: let's yeah, we go for, for it.
3: Yeah. All right, let's go for it. Shepard University playing in their first PSAC championship on Saturday. Unfortunately, they fell 24-21 in a rain-soaked uh, afternoon to evening uh, up, at, up at IUP. And unfortunately for most of the game, the score indicates it's closer than it seemed to be for much of the game, Nick, really.
6: Yeah, and you got to consider, too, IUP could have scored another touchdown there at the end, but decided to go down and uh, run the clock out and make that smart play. So um, you look back at this game, I think a few things really stand out to me. Number one, I think Shepard didn't run the ball nearly enough for the conditions that were the uh, rain throughout the day, and that led to a lot of drop passes and um, one of those drop passes led to an interception so uh you know Bajan goes 32 of 50 300 yards then that's you know a pretty good day but 50 pass attempts hasn't been when this offense has been at its most efficient when Shepard's had its most efficient outings it's when it's been able to run the ball and run it consistently and you only got Ronnie Brown eight carries that's not enough in the rain as my camera goes all weird for some reason
4: he had eight carries and in-
6: Hartman had Hartman none. didn't have yeah. any carries. And Tyson had the most one rushing design yards for a while. carry and then he ran for four or he ran four other times um, in the ball game. So you know, that's a interesting game plan. The game started with Shepard throwing the ball three times at a three and out. And from that point forward, I don't know if it's because they got down to IUP early and they just felt like maybe they had to throw the ball, but I don't know. I would have tried to get Ronnie Brown more carries, and I think that really would have resulted in a better game plan for Shepard. You look at the other side, IUP, it was just efficient with the, how they played. I mean, Not Max only that, Sexton, they pounded the ball on the ground. Yes. Max Sexton was 19-29, You know, only 169 <laughs> passing yards, but three touchdowns there in the red zone. And they ran the ball with Adam Hauser, their second-string running back, because DeJore Stort goes down after the first or second drive, and Hauser comes in and gets 21 carries. 42 yards uh, no touchdowns but just a really good effort from him so IUP was a good football team you knew that coming in it was a tough challenge for Shepard I think the good thing is is that this game or this loss comes now opposed to uh, in a couple of weeks as it would have if Shepard would have won so maybe it's a little bit of a wake up call for this team that hey we can lose you know we have to do better to win but also I think not having Ryan Beach, not having the running game, I think if you have Beach in some of those situations, he comes up with some catches that the receivers were unable to come in up with. And uh you just you need to have that, that balance, I think, for this team to be successful. Especially now that we're getting into, you know, colder weather. And when Shepard's had balance, it's been an almost unstoppable offense, so I don't know what led to them deciding to not run the football, but it wasn't a good decision, I think, especially with the weather.
5: Yeah, I, I agree with you there. That they definitely needed to run the ball more. But, I mean, once the second half came around, they got down by those you know, three scores kind of early in the second half, and then they kind of had to fight back. And I, But I do think... I honestly don't come out of that game thinking Shepard was the worst team. I think there was a lot of really thin margin kind of things where Shepard could have come out with the win. I think in dry conditions, Shepard wins that game because it felt like about a dozen drops in that third quarter that those receivers had on especially on third and fourth down. The one that Nick mentioned where it went off the hands of the receiver and ended up an interception return from the Shepard, you know, ten the IUP ten yard line to the Shepherd. 30-yard line i think that play alone you flip that that one doesn't fall for an interception that that probably changes the entire complexion of the game right there then you go with the two fumbles that iup had on kickoffs that ended up not going the way of Shepard. that's you know those fumbles on the ground goes fluky you know all the time and things like that run the ball some more some drops it's all those kinds of things but i mean IUP did have a really good offensive line that opened up that run game, even with their backup. I think all of IUP's offensive linemen were either junior, seniors, or grad students, maybe even just seniors or grad students. So they really, I mean, but also IUP was that without the top wide receiver in the PSAC, Dwayne Brown, who is
3: possibly, top two receivers. I should would say ever. they were without another receiver as well. So. Right,
5: like Dwayne Brown has 16 touchdown catches this year. He might be the uh, he. I think him and Tyson are probably going to be the region's two Harlan Hill finalists. So that made a difference too but obviously like we said Ryan Beach was out as well. So it was thin margins. I think if these teams played again even at IUP I'd still pick Shepard to win but I think it would be it would be another really close game.
3: And you'd want that to ideally be in not raining the whole time Conditions.
5: Right. Yeah. I, I was. I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to say if that if it didn't rain, I think Shepard would have won the game because it was all those drops by the receivers.
3: Yeah. And uh, Shepard's season not over. They finished the 2022 regular season at 10 and one. They did lose out on the PSAC championship, which would have most likely garnered them a first round bye as the number one season. Super region one. But they're the number 2 seed in the Super Region 1, and they will host the University of New Haven, who's 8-2, as announced on the NCAA Division II football selection show last night. That game will be against the Chargers on this Saturday. Right now, kickoff is scheduled for tentatively at noon. That's most likely going to stay at noon because Shepard doesn't have lights, and it gets dark rather early now. So you don't want to risk going into overtime and it getting dark. But uh, Shepard's still alive this year, guys.
6: Yeah, and I would say, too, sometimes if you if you get the bye, you could come out flat the next week. I mean, you want the bye, I think, and you want to be the number one overall seed, but it's a tough region. I think it's, it wouldn't shock me if IUP were to lose and maybe if Shepard keeps winning uh, or gets back into the win column and could maybe even host the region championship still. I mean, I still think... IUP is a really good football team I think I agree with Dylan that if it was clear weather Shepard wins but both teams played in the same field conditions Mm -hmm. both teams played in the same weather so uh from that standpoint you know you were both dealing with the elements it's kind of the opposite of the Shippensburg game you know when Shepard went into Shippensburg with the rain the ball kind of bounced their way right they had like two or three balls that were fumbled that they ended up recovering um and on Saturday they just didn't and sometimes that happens
5: yeah I I think this uh since this is my one chance of the week to be on the show and talk about uh, this. I mean, you're games. open to
3: come on the show any day of the week, but I know you're busy.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, numbers that I like to look at are Bill Connolly of ESPN's SP Plus metrics. Oh,
3: you love those SP Plus do, metrics. They're
5: they're very great predictive stat for college football. They have Shepard, coming into this week, Shepard was third in the nation, uh, IUP was actually fourth in the region behind New Haven and Slippery Rock. Slippery Rock has had injuries that really cost them um, a record in seeding this year. That's why they ended up losing to Kutztown. So if I think if Slippery Rock is healthy coming into this week, I think they're going to upset Assumption. And I think New Haven... It's
3: a big assumption to make.
5: It is. It's quite the <laughs> assumption. Yes. So uh, New Haven's 15th in the country in these metrics. IUP was 19th. This, this was coming into this week. So I think it's going to be just as tight of a game. Uh, I think Shepard only going to win by like a touchdown.
3: I've got something for you. I saw this on social media yesterday. I can't remember who posted it, um, but I did see it. And then I looked into it. I'm like, wow, that is true. So we've seen throughout this year, you know, who's one of the tops. in? I believe the tops in division two in receiving. Do you know who that is?
6: It's the receiver from Concord
3: that went to Martinsburg, went to Martinsburg. went to Martinsburg. Jared Bowie, 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 Bowie. Um, Bowie. Concord, who last week was ranked as the eighth team in Super Region 1, I do believe they still won. But They won in
6: five overtimes. They won in five, overtime.
3: won in five yeah. overtimes, and guess what? They missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah, is stuff. why Shepard jumped to the PSAC, one of the reasons why. Yep. You have better chance at postseason because the MEC just doesn't get that much in the postseason. You see Notre Dame, Ohio slipping in there. I don't believe Ashland's in in the MEC, but I know Notre Dame, Ohio is. So you don't see that happening. That's why Shepard jumped to the PSAC. People are like, why are they only playing Pennsylvania schools? Because it makes them better rankings-wise, and they get more – Playoff chances.
6: Well, I yep. said this in our post game that the sac is the SEC of Region One. If they have yep. multiple good teams, they're going to be in the playoff. Yep. This is how it works.
5: Yep, and uh, we yeah we just barely missed out on the uh, David M. Walker versus Tyson Bajent matchup for Concord. Mm-hmm. We missed out on uh, Jack Jack Mangle for the quarterback for Concord leads Division Two in touchdown passes. He has two more than Tyson. So we missed out on that too. Which, by the way, Tyson. Only needs two hundred and forty three yards against New Haven to break the all time D two career passing yards record. And he needs five touchdowns to become the all time leader on any level of college football in touchdown passes.
3: All right, you better give that to Nick and, and Travis on Saturday. You better like walkie up to me and be like, Hey, I got this. I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give you the record breaker when it happens. All right, that will actually no, we got a little bit more time, I think, in this segment. What else was on the college football segment? Marshall. Marshall, score some touchdowns, Nick, and they somehow find a way to win. It's just like every time they play around this time, uh, this weekend of the year, they are uh, they got somebody else helping them.
6: Yeah, I mean, today is obviously the anniversary of the plane crash. Uh, so, what is it now, 52 years? 52 years. Yeah, So, which uh, is
3: why I'm rocking my Marshall here today. I told Colin, don't give me any crap for that today or else you'll be disrespectful.
6: They won.
5: Eh. They beat App State. Yeah. It was a good team. win
6: and um, good win. They scored touchdowns. Yeah, Cam Fancher looked good goals. throwing the football. Cam too.
3: Fancher looked good throwing the football, and he's a running quarterback.
6: I don't Just know. weird things happen on that on that date. Yeah, or when they play that game every yeah. year. So good to see a herd win uh, anytime, but also especially around this time of year.
3: Yep, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. I do believe we still have that family four-pack of tickets left. So if you want to call 304-263-6540. You'll get that family four-pack of tickets to WVU's game tomorrow night against Moorhead State, 7 p.m. at the Coliseum. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the other side of this break. We'll talk high school football playoffs. That's next. After this two-minute break, you're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV 10.
1: You've put up with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com. Grown-ups. your car is now your office, stage, nursery. Shh. Sorry, ensuring it shouldn't be a headache. Erie, number one in the nation for highest satisfaction with the auto insurance purchase experience six years in a row. And with Erie, you get your own independent agent, not a giant corporate call center or some online robot. You meet with a real person like this. Your local Erie
0: agent in Martinsburg is Smallwood and Small Insurance. Get a quote at smallwoodandsmall.com.
3: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today, along with Dylan Bishop. It's so not very often that it just is not ingrained in my head. It's all right. We invite you every day, but you got to go make your money.
5: Yeah, you know, it is what it is. You got to make a living you out call here me, in You can call streets. me Avery at least.
3: Yeah, it's true. Uh, we'll talk some West Virginia high school football playoffs. But if you want to get in on the conversation, call 304-263-654. We'll get your opinions on high school football playoffs. Martinsburg, Musselman, Jefferson, all teams getting a win. Hedgesville gets knocked out by the number one seed. Uh, but uh, we'll start right there. Hedgesville falls to number one, Park South, the 16th seed to number one. That's a 78-12 to loss. And we knew it was going to be an uphill battle against the number one team in the state.
4: Yeah, we did, and we know from the regular season how good of an offense Parkersburg South has, and I said it beforehand that it was going to be a high-scoring affair, at least on their side, and when you get into that type of situation, it unfortunately for Hedgesville, just seemed like their style wasn't equipped for that, and you could tell.
6: Yeah, not too surprising there uh, for Hedgesville, but I think overall you look at this season as a successful year. If you're the Eagles, you... You know, got into the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Uh, you got the 500 in the regular season. And you're just not quite there yet where you're competing with some of the top teams in the state. But you're good enough to beat the teams that you should beat. And they did that this year. I think next year, if you can take that step forward, maybe you can knock off a team like Musselman or Jefferson in your conference and uh, maybe get the 6-7, maybe even 8 wins next year and, and really take that next step. Uh, but I do think Coach Faircloth's getting this program into the right direction where they're now believing in themselves. They're starting to get more kids out on the field, which is always a big thing just in general. Uh, when you're trying to build a program, you know, kids get discouraged about why should we come play football when the team's not very good. Well, if the team is consistently winning games and there's excitement around the team, uh, then kids will come out and play on the team, and uh, that can help. Because if you have talented athletes, like Hedgesville has athletes, it's just can they get those athletes to come out and play football? And and they're starting to do that, and I think they're starting to show that that program can be relevant uh, in the state of West Virginia. It's just going to take maybe another year or two before we see them have playoff success. But to reach the playoffs is a really good step in the right direction. For and Hedgesville. It's, We
3: heard Coach Faircloth say a week or so ago, it's a year ahead of where he, when he thought his team could – vie for a playoffs position with the way the EPAC was set up when he right. came in and had the players on each in each school uh but you know congrats to Hedgesville heck of a season yeah I, I just as they to continue add in, to grow
5: one, I just wanted to add in one thing that the, the tough thing about high school and college football is that when you start building momentum in a program it's tough because then you start losing the players yeah. that have built that momentum like Jackson West is a senior mm-hmm. he's going to graduate so you need a new quarterback next year but it's all uh, like, Harper uh, Right. I like the the point that Nick made is that the building this momentum makes it to where more kids are going to want to come out and play football. So that, that makes it, it's going to make it easier to replace those guys.
3: And maybe some people are going to want to play football at Hedgesville High School. Yeah. And they're going to move to the area. Yeah. That's a thing. That happens around here. People move to different places. Yep. Um the number eight seed that we saw a game we had on TV, 10 Musselman or on WR and TV on YouTube, excuse me, muscleman, the number 18 beat the number 19 wheeling park, 28, 23. Uh, so that's the matchup for this week. It's number one wheeling park hosting number, or excuse me, number one park South hosting number eight muscleman. That's a Friday seven thirty game. Uh, unfortunately we toyed tooled with the ability to go do that game. Uh, but the travel logistics, Getting back here for the Shepherd game Saturday with pregame at 11.30 and then Martinsburg's game yep. at 7.30. Uh, that just was not doable unless we want to die during the Martinsburg or game. Or
6: if we magically got ten more people to come work here. Five yeah. more people to go. work here. <laughs> yeah. So
3: you just send a crew up there. They clone and then, us. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, we won't be able to call that game. I know a lot of people were asking us if we were going to do that. Unfortunately, travel logistics can't make it happen. If that game was like two hours away we do it. we about four hours away. That's a four-hour, one-way trip. You're going to come home after you know, a game that's going to end around 11. You're not going to get home till 3 or 4, and then you got to be at shepherd by 10 a.m. So it just doesn't... Yeah, that'd be rough. And then you got a game that night. It's not like you have one game to get through. But whatever, let's keep going here. Uh, let's move on to... you want to talk about Musselman Park yeah, South? Yeah, let's talk about like Park South. Yeah, yeah, let them talk about that matchup.
6: Well, I think musselman has got a good chance... Uh, Wheeling Park was very close to being Park South earlier this year. Um, And Musselman obviously just knocked off Wheeling Park. Uh, And I think you'd never want to doubt this Musselman team. I feel like I've kind of been doubting them all season in terms of where I had their outlook for the year. And it wasn't because I didn't see talent. It was just because I thought their schedule was very tough. But they've proven that they can compete with pretty much anyone, um, at least for a half. And I think... They have a chance to knock off Parkersburg South this week. It's it's a good challenge. I think it's a good Park South team, but Musselman has the kind of players that if Ray Adamas and Baden Hartman are, are clicking, this team yeah. can really put up some points and be an exciting team to watch. So yeah. it's going to take a, a big offensive output for Musselman, but... I'm rolling with them. I'm rolling with Coach Brian Thomas and the Appleman to get that win this week. I said that I thought Park South was vulnerable to lose in the second round. I thought it would be Wheeling Park beating Musselman, but Musselman beat Wheeling Park, so I'm, I'll go with the Appleman.
5: I mean, hey, Musselman was ranked number one in the in the state at one point coming into that first Wheeling Park game. So if you flip the result there in that other one, now that they've beaten them, Musselman could have stayed number one. And it could have been a lot different outlook on this uh, playoff seeding. But – I mean, like you said, Hartman and Adamas, those two dynamic players on offense, can create a lot of problems for any yeah. defense.
3: We said this, I believe I said it on the game, and then I said it on Friday's show, as Musselman, or as Hartman and Adamas go, Musselman will go. Yep. I believe, in my opinion. I
4: completely agree, and that goes for the offense and defense, and I do trust Coach Thomas. I really liked the game plan that they had set against... Wheeling Park, and I think they're going to have another great game plan to go on the road against Parkersburg South. It's going to definitely be, arguably, other than, I guess, Martinsburg-Ruthbeter season, the toughest game that they've had all year long. You're playing the number one team who has a very, very good offense. But we even just saw this past week. They shut down the fastest kid in the state on Wheeling Park. So I, I like the chances this week that Musselman has, and I'm expecting a very competitive game that they could squeak out and hold on to a lead like they just did against Wheeling Park.
6: Anything else? No, I think uh, that's good for right now. All right, so once we we'll talk about that. to the coach, we'll have kind yeah. of a better idea about how he's looking at things. But All right, Hurricane
3: gets a win over University 56 13 was not close at all. Uh, that's the next part of the bracket. Then George Washington, Princeton. That was a very close ball game. I believe Princeton, the 12th seed coming in, was up 28 14 for a while. No, it was tied at 21. 21. So then they, but then they were up 28 21. That's what it
6: was. And I think GW took the lead at 28 21. I could be wrong, though.
3: 28 uh, 21, I believe, was a score. And then George Washington comes back. They win 31 uh, 28. That was along with i would say along with the uh muscleman wheeling park game the two most triple a competitive games in round one
5: I mean princeton was very scrappy all year long against those teams ranked ahead of them
6: yeah i thought heading in that princeton had a chance and upset just I because too. i wasn't certain how good george washington was um so i think they, they probably don't have a great chance who they play this week hurricane so probably not a great chance to win that one. Yes, yeah, the so Hurricane
3: Hurricane George Washington this week. That should be a good matchup, guys.
6: I think it's Hurricane. And I think it's Hurricane. I think I think hurricane. hurricane yeah. as well,
3: Yeah, I think Hurricane as well. All right, Huntington all over Woodrow Wilson, 62-22. Uh, that sets up Huntington. Uh, will host, once again, obviously, the number two seed. Spring Valley gets upset by the one and only Jefferson Cougars. Uh, call it. Big ups to Colin. I think Nick called that one. I thought I thought that this year's Spring Valley team was not as talented as last year's Spring Valley yeah. team. Um, I thought that Jefferson had a good shot in this one. I didn't think it would be a 20-point victory for the Cougars. I thought it was going to be a victory, uh, but I didn't think it was going to be a 20-point victory, 34-14 for the Jefferson Cougars, who now have to go back down to Huntington. So just stay there. After beating they Spring Valley last week, school. they have to go to Huntington Man. next go week. Go online. All right. Uh, but we'll talk with head coach Craig Hunter this week. That'll be interesting. Twice in a row you got to make that drive. Yeah.
4: That is interesting. Didn't hurt him the first time
3: but
6: now they know how to do it they've been in control
4: from start to finish yeah
6: and i thought i didn't really mention this but i kind of thought about it too when i was thinking about the game and how that one played out the way spring valley is built is not to come back so the fact that jefferson was able to get to off to a quick start get an early lead i think really uh helped them get that win um but jefferson's got a fun team to watch you know huntington lost to spring valley now that was week one i think spring valley's regressed since then while huntington has improved since then so i think it will be a tough challenge but you got to give the cougars a good chance to pull off another upset here i think they're going to at least keep play a, a competitive game on saturday um and it's been fun to see you know done in this first round i think overall it's been a very successful season for epac football and the eastern panhandle should be proud of uh these teams
3: Yes, they yep. should. Martinsburg gets the win on Friday night. A sloppy night, what? Sloppy ending to a not so sloppy night. It would kind of rained. Really held off, it just drizzle for the most part, and then at the end of the game, it started pouring it on. Uh, but the Bulldogs poured it on, forty-two to fourteen, victors over Morgantown. Uh, big win for the Dogs. After it was, I mean, we say this all the time. It's close in the first half, but I think the weather is kind of what made it close.
4: I don't know. They they definitely seemed flat. I don't know if it was because of the weather, but you could clearly tell that when they finally got to come out in the second half after the very long halftime due to the lightning delay, that it was a whole new Martinsburg mindset and you knew that was going to happen when I'll give you props uh for that halftime interview, Spencer, because Coach Herman did not mince his words with how frustrated he yeah. was in his team after that first half because of a lot of missed opportunities and a lot of stupid penalties. Yeah. Flat out. That that's what really killed Martinsburg was a lot of stupid penalties. I think it was up to eight in the first half. And it killed you. Yeah. And that's what kept Morgantown in the game in the first half to only be up by a touchdown going into halftime. And also you gotta give credit where credit's due to Morgantown, who had a great game plan in the first half to really wind out that clock and dominate time of possession because that's how you beat Martinsburg is to make sure that they are not on the field offensively. The
6: only team that beat Martinsburg was Highland Spring, well, Riverside too, and the way those teams beat Martinsburg was by throwing the ball and having success with a quarterback. If, If you don't have a great quarterback or a great passing game, I think it makes it very tough to beat Martinsburg because of how good they're front seven is on defense you're just not going to consistently move the football uh running the ball against that team yeah um so that's why i think this week martinsburg still takes care of takes care of business against bridgeport but i would be maybe a little bit more worried about a team like huntington who does have a quarterback in gavin locker that can throw the ball uh, if huntington's able to get through jefferson um i know he didn't do too well last year i know but he's a year more experienced now and, and Martinsburg I think has been a little bit vulnerable I don't know what it is but it seems like they're coming out flat in a lot of games this year especially in the first half and maybe they're just playing to the level of their competition maybe they looked at Morgantown and thought it would be an easy win and and didn't really come out with a lot of intensity but if you do that against some of these better teams in the state I think it it could at least be a closer game if anything and and I think that's something that they really need to lock in this week and just Play to their game plan and, and get an impressive win over Bridgeport because honestly, I wasn't that impressed with how they played in that first half. And I think, yeah, yeah, it was it was a game that shouldn't have been as close as it was in the first half. Yeah. Right?
3: You, I would I would say that right with you. But one kind of thing I wanted to point out: we talked about this when we got the stats uh, from Morgantown. Is obviously they're more of a running team, but if that defensive line for Martinsburg is just very dominant, so we knew that it wasn't. If that defensive line continued to be dominant and they didn't just give up some bad, you know, deep balls, then they would be great. And, you know, Martinsburg had 405 total yards on offense, 171 for the Mohegans.
5: Yeah, I've been saying how many, se- uh, how many was rushing?
3: How many of the rushing for who? Morgantown. Morgantown had 77 yards on the ground, 94 through the air. So
5: Yeah, I've been saying all season the number one strength. And that
3: was because that 56-yard pass. Yeah,
5: the number one strength of the Bulldogs – is the rush defense and they're coming in and they're going to be playing Bridgeport this this week a team that's gonna run the ball and run the ball and run the ball some more so I think it's a favorable matchup for for Martinsburg in that way if they can get Bridgeport off the field quickly early in the game and open up a lead to where Bridgeport needs to come from behind then that really works in the favor of the Bulldogs and I think they will you know take out another another win this week
6: how about Bridgeport though? Um, you know, going against Cabill Midland, who a lot of people thought as an eleven seed was gonna go in there and get that upset. Yeah. Uh, but Bridgeport took care of business and, and looked like a true uh number six seed going up against an eleven there. They looked like the Bridgeport that people
4: know as the state power that Yeah, they ran can, for, they ran. Even for when it's just running the ball can run up the score on you.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 73 yards.
4: So but was, Martinsburg
3: will host Bridgeport after Bridgeport got the uh, 41-13 to victory over Cabell Midland. They'll host mm-hmm. Bridgeport Saturday night, 7.30 at uh, Coburn Field at David M. Walker Stadium. So we'll be pulling double duty on Saturday. The Shepard game will, will get out of there around, what, 4.15? At the yeah. latest, usually around that time, if it's going to be a 12 Depends on how quick off. the game goes, though. Sometimes you yeah. are out there by like 3.30. That is true. Um, And then we'll uh, take a little break, head over to Martinsburg for a 7.30 kick Saturday night in the second round of the playoffs. If the uh, officials
6: know how to run the game clock, it should... Uh <laughs> be over around three and don't get me started three. on the game <laughs> alright that that'll, that'll do it for this segment of the sports mix uh,
3: brought to you in part by Arsini's home store not just in a blind store any longer cabinets and designer bedding outdoor living in his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg you can go to Orsini's.com for more on the other side of this break we'll talk a uh the NFL weekend plus the commanders play tonight Monday night football but I really want to key in on that wild game against the with the Vikings and the Bills yesterday uh, that if you caught the last two minutes of the game you really caught the whole game because I hadn't been I watched a little bit from the start of the kickoff but I stopped watching there for a little bit and I picked it back up I was like this is a game and then I was like this could be the game of the year but we'll break that down when we get back after this two-minute break it's tune in the sports mix on talker Radio WRNR and TV 10
0: WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. Now accepting new patients at all locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, Winchester, and at our newest office in Ransom. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home.
4: The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be this football season. Join us Fridays for Martinsburg Bulldog Games, Saturdays for Shepherd Rams and WVU Games, and every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday nights for the NFL Primetime Games. We still have steak night every Wednesday, shrimp nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. So come on in and enjoy the Palace Lounge. We're located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg.
2: Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
3: What are you doing over there, Colin?
4: You have a delay of game penalty, Spencer. <laughs> no, we don't have a delay of I game penalty. I think Spencer penalty. and I Play were just clock, sitting
5: here uh, enjoying the universal sound by Tyler Childers. Yeah,
3: yeah. universal sound by Tyler Childers mm-hmm. bringing us back into do you this, perform this on one, of Sports Weeks.
4: I could.
6: Okay. Now, sure now you're choking
3: under your... pressure. <laughs> I'm not choking under pressure. All right, real quick. Wait, you on wait. a
6: granola bar. Before we move on to the NFL, I want to yes. talk to Dylan. Well, no, so before we do
3: that, if anybody wants to go to the West Virginia men's hoops game tomorrow night, 7 p.m. versus Moorhead State. we got a family four-pack of tickets. For call free. in right now. For free?
4: All Stig- you got to do is call in. You, don't you have and to three other strangers. <laughs>
3: it's you don't, 304- to you don't have to do Take these
5: tickets. We don't want them.
3: We can't take them. we, we, we got to work yeah. the next day. I mean, we could. We could, but do we want to? four of us. It's free real estate. Come then on.
6: want to see. Well, of course you want to go. Are
3: Right. Got let, let,
6: let Nick talk. All right, so I wanted to know because Dylan's got a competition coming up tomorrow, right? Yeah. So, what is this? How's this work? It, What's his competition one. for? He's got a singing uh, competition, a
3: karaoke. I
6: know, I knew that. I was That's trying to get the audience right to know. Here. Yes, karaoke. So, uh-huh. so, what are the? How's this work? Number one, and then what are the songs of choice? If you there are there are, 20, there are
5: twenty contestants, okay. there are three judges that give, that give scores to each to each uh, contestant. And the highest score will win, and the top three will all get a prize money, uh, cash.
6: Is it just one one song? Yes. So there's not like multiple rounds. It'll just be one. Have
5: you picked your song yet? I have.
6: Can you reveal it to the audience?
5: Probably not. A lot of people listening will know that. I pro- probably no one listening will know the song, and it's called "Let Me Drown" by Orville Peck. It came out this year. Mm-hmm. It's a country singer.
6: All right. And then, uh, where is this like live studio audience?
5: a live restaurant-goer audience. Where are we at uh, for this? Uh, the White Horse Tavern in
3: Harper's Ferry. we go all the way back there? I thought you were there last week.
5: It's the same place. It's where it is. That's was it, that like the Tuesday, preliminary it round? It was the semifinals.
3: Okay. Are I we going mean, to support I it Devo? through? Uh, I don't know, Nick. Are me. you actually going to show up? No. Nah.
5: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's rude.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even think about it.
6: Uh, if I want to listen to 20 people... You want to listen to Dylan? Sing. Come on. It's Dylan. It's it's,
5: the twi- it's twenty it, Dylan it's, can it's sing. tough cop. All right, let's get back actually. to yeah. football here. Football,
3: the football. NFL, uh the Buccaneers get back, get another win. They're five and five now. Beat these now they beat the now six and four Seahawks, 21-16. And they were uh singing country roads in Munich, Germany yesterday. Yeah. And they were drinking like gallon beers. Did you see that? Yeah. That's, that's what that's Germany do does. You Germany, get the Steins, baby. man. You get the Steins. And they sell that in the NFL or like in the in the NFL stadiums in America? America,
5: America can't surprised. handle Germany. I'm surprised they don't do that in like Jacksonville or Green Bay at least, you know.
3: No, they They'll get more fans it. of the games there. Yeah, sure. In Jacksonville at least. It was probably cheaper
4: than a beer that you could get in the United States too. Yeah.
3: You know, I was at Capital 1 Arena last week and how, you know how much a beer was? You told $12. Me? No, it's was 15 bucks. Ugh.
5: Wow.
3: It's worse than the Commanders. For a domestic it was worse than like yeah. I, I, got a I was giving i a Boston butt Heavy Center
5: once in in Brooklyn. Oh, it wasn't man. that much. All
3: right. Let's continue to talk NFL. The Lions get a 31-30 victory over the Bears there. That those kind of that was an interesting ball game. Uh Titans get a 17-10 victory over the uh Broncos. The Chiefs get a 27-17 win over the Jaguars. Dolphins all over the Browns, 39-17. Giants. Uh, remain up there in their 7-2, 24-16 victory over the Texans. The Steelers get a 20-10 to victory over the Saints. Colts win 25-20 to in Jeff Saturday's first game as head coach. The Packers get back in the win column now, 4-6, 38, 31-28 victory over the Cowboys. Cardinals with Trace McSorley, throw it on a dime. Uh, he comes in at quarterback. They That's win. 20 20- McCoy played. He did. He, he got, he got hurt. hurt. Oh, did he? Yeah. Hmm. Uh twenty seven okay, seventeen, the Cardinals play. beat the Rams. And then last night on Sunday Night Football, 22-16 victory for the 49ers over the Chargers. No, Mike's not happy about that. Is that we, why he's not here today? Nah, he's going to do some... I haven't seen him. Yeah, he's going to do some... Uh, what is he doing?
4: The Legislative... Interim uh, committee for the sessions, delegates, yeah. the incoming uh, delegate, in thing. Berkeley Springs so delegate elect Mike Hornby. Yeah, yeah. He won uh, but
3: the game of the year in the NFL 33 to 20, 33 to 30 victory for the Vikings over the Bills. Vikings now 8 and 1, guys.
5: Yeah, that game was absolutely insane. Uh, Justin Jefferson possibly the like best receiver one maybe the best receiver of my like adult life just in general like since calvin johnson since randy moss it's insane how good he is and that ca- that catch that he made was that was unbelievable it was it, 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 stefan diggs had an incredible catch earlier in the game you would have thought that would be the catch of the year and it wasn't even the catch of the game yeah so it was incredible it was absolutely insane I think he had nine catches 169 yards and two touchdowns at least one so and that's how crazy the NFL is for the
4: Justin Vikings Jefferson who, had
3: 10 catches 193 yards and one touchdown oh there
4: you go I missed the Vikings the last catch. week 19.3 a,
3: a catch struggling
4: against Washington had to come back to beat Washington who is nowhere near the caliber of the Buffalo Bills, have everybody well, in this be. room still probably thinks Buffalo is a super contender? They lost to the fans. Jets.
6: They lost. I mean, how much better are the Jets yeah, than the, the Commanders?
4: I mean, come on. Was Allen one no. no. hundred percent? No, no, of
6: course uh, not. He's playing through pain. This is what gets me, right? Josh Nobody's Allen 100% goes out there, he leads weeks. the league That's in interceptions, true. and everybody still thinks he's the next great thing. And yeah, he's tad bit overrated. All right. Let's preview. If Lamar Jackson would go out there and throw four and all right, punches, you don't need to never hear. Need we need to indicate Jackson. The- he's on a bye week. Yeah, exactly. So we don't have to hear about how people hate on him. So all right,
3: Commanders Eagles tonight, eight fifteen on ESPN. Also, you can tune in the game right here on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM AM seven forty. Um, no. Uh,
0: no chase. Chase Young.
3: Young is not coming back tonight. They will get most likely. It looks like they'll get Josh. I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking of the right guy. J-
4: Jahan. Jahan Dotson. 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 I was going
3: to say Josh Dotson. I was like, that's no, like that's, five years ago. Yeah, that was a
4: disaster. Uh,
3: and then they're going to get Cole Holcomb back most likely as well.
4: Yeah, it, it's frustrating. To but the Eagles are favored at Eagles home really.
3: by 11.
4: I think Washington covers.
3: Hmm. Give me the it's Eagles
5: a, and the points.
4: It's a different. I'm sorry trend for Washington. I know it's on the road, but I actually think Washington can cover. <laughs> I hope they win. Obviously, being a Washington fan, it, it'd be tough, but I think they cover. The defense
5: has really stepped up when it needs to. Spencer gave me the Tony Reale mute there.
3: No, you're back on. I was a, I literally just went boom, boom. I'm, I'm going yeah. with
6: the uh, eagles tonight i want and the, the commanders points, to but win
3: but i think the eagles are real
6: going. quick back to justin jefferson all right we've got to get going here he wasn't even the best receiver at lsu jamar chase was that is true well, yes. at least he was considered better man that team was insane and that's why joe burrow is overrated too look who he was thrown to now we're talking yeah
5: all right gotta break
3: all right that'll <laughs> do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience Buy your next vehicle online. Deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up. Uh, and then we'll talk uh, some Capitals and some Wizards. Wizards on a decent win streak here. Uh, but uh, we are, we'll are. kind of wrap up what we talked about at the beginning of the show because it appears, I don't know if everybody was listening, that uh, trying to get our take on things. Uh, but we did talk earlier in the show about West Virginia firing their ad we'll talk more about that when we get back on this edition of the sports mix back in two minutes
0: Town Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axel Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car, signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford.
2: You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR one hundred six point five M seven forty and TV ten.
3: Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Monday, November 14, twenty two. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and the Marius Price Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Mayor Price Financial Services. At 304-263-4343. Or stop by their offices right here in Marsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan hanging out with you today. We've got about like three minutes left, two and a half minutes left on today's edition of the sports mix. And we'll talk the Capitals and Wizards. We'll first start with the Capitals. Uh, they're one for their or they're one and two in their last three. They won big on Friday night. Did you see that, Colin?
4: Yeah, big five-one win. Uh, some Over fights the at Lightning. the end.
3: But then the Lightning um Then they went down to Tampa got, and they lost to the Lightning six to yeah. three yesterday. Uh not looking good again. The cap's still without multitude of players uh as I don't even know what they are record wise right now. Not good. They're not good. They were five hundred. It might still be 500. Eh, it could still be 500. You're right. Uh, but let's move on to the Wizards. It was an ugly win last night, but they got a 102-92 victory over the Grizzlies uh, at home. It was a fourth win in a row for the Wizards, who are still without Bradley Beal. The Grizzlies were without Ja Morant and Desmond Bain, which probably helped the Wizards. Now 8-6 on the year. Chris points, 25.6 rebounds. Denny Optia had a big offensive night, 21 points. Nick
6: Yeah I mean Porzingis is a good player We've talked about this before If he can stay healthy um, You know That was a really good trade For Washington That's just the thing He hasn't really Stayed healthy Um, So You know Not having Bradley Beal It's definitely surprising That this team Has been able to win But they do have Some good young talent Denny Avdia may finally be stepping into what he was thought to be coming out of well not coming out of college but coming out of wherever he's from israel or whatever it is
3: all right we got to go quick here give me a yeah, shout,
5: shout out to the dallas mavericks for losing the chris Dots porzingis trade twice <laughs> <laughs> by the way nick
4: i said at the beginning of the season for the wizards right. the ceiling four the five seed they they're fifth seven, right
3: now
6: one and then also shepherd tickets are on sale now All right, that'll do it for
3: this edition of The Sports Mix. For Dylan, Nick, Colin, I'm Spencer saying so long. Monday night, mayhem, tonight, live from the neon moon, 6 to 8 p.m., but that'll do it for this edition of The Sports Mix.